thank you so much for coming on the show. And thank you for the cake. I can't wait to try it. I think I might uh, grab a couple of bites while you're talking here. But um, first of all, tell us how long you've been in Kelowna and how you ended up here. I've been in Kelowna for about 15 years. Um, we were living in the Fraser Valley and the air pollution was getting quite horrible. And my son was diagnosed with asthma at two and we decided to get out of the Fraser Valley because of the air pollution. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had been up here a couple times and really loved it here. And we decided to just make the leap and moved here not knowing a soul and have built a, built a life. So when was that, that you came to Kelowna? Uh, we've been here since 2002. And did you get into cakes as soon as you got here or what did you do? No, actually, I, I worked a few jobs. Uh, my first job was at Starbucks, and I worked at Starbucks for about seven years. A great place to work, and made most of my friends there, um, including uh, Raylene, who was my business partner for a couple of years as we launched As You Wish Weddings and Events. And we ran that business for several years together, and then she decided to go to Romania and work in some orphanages, so I took over the business myself. And it was blossoming and doing great. And when the recession hit, I went from 17 weddings to two and needed an income, so I decided that it was time to start looking for a job. Mm -hmm. So I applied at an events company and was super upset when I didn't get the job. It was a real blow to my confidence. Mm -hmm. And um, then about a week later, I got a call, and I'd been headhunted to come and work for a different uh, wedding and event company, and really, really liked it, fell into place, and worked there for about three and a half years. Um, near the end, I started having some health issues uh, related to stress, and my husband basically did an intervention on me and said, hey, let's go to the doctor. And he took me to the doctor, and they put me off work. And I was given a 16-week medical leave, which I used. And at the end, it was determined that I shouldn't go back into the business. And it offered me the opportunity to be on EI for a bit and explore my options. I thought about a social work degree and different things. And uh, ended up in the Community Futures Program to start a cake business. Yeah. Isn't that interesting how life works out sometimes? I've had that experience before where I think everything is perfect. I'm going to get this job. It's awesome. And then I don't get chosen. But then something else comes along, which in some ways turns out better. So it's, uh, it's kind of interesting how that goes. So what made you decide cakes? So you went to Community Futures. They, I think they do an assessment and they ask you like, what are, what are you good at? What are your hobbies? What do you want to learn more about? Things like that, right? How did, how did cakes come about? Well, I was, when I was off work, I was a little bit bored, so I started making cakes. I've, uh, I'm a lifelong baker, and I've always enjoyed it, and so decided to jump back into my passion a little bit and made, started making just birthday cakes for my friends. And, and uh, then I won a contest. I won a contest uh, for a stylized photo shoot, and I met with... The, uh, the stylist and the photographer, and as we were sitting there getting to know each other and chatting, I started showing them some pictures of my cakes, and they said to me, why aren't you doing this for a living? And it had never occurred to me that I could actually do this for a living. Um, I always, I don't know, it just seemed out of reach for me. 
And uh, so that's when I started exploring. And once you decide you want to open a business, that's when they send you to Community Futures. So I did go knowing what I wanted to do, was accepted into the program. And what they do there is help you develop your business plan. Um, most people, when they're starting out, they need funding to get going. Um, so that's the whole point of it is to develop a good business plan so you can submit it for funding. Fortunately, I didn't need funding to get going because it's not a really large overhead start. Um, so I didn't need it for that, but it definitely gave me everything I needed. I looked at the market and realized that, yeah, this is something that I could do and make fly. So when you were in wedding business, you mentioned um, in your bio that... You were responsible for 72 weddings and all of the details. So I'm guessing uh, the, the cake is your favorite part of a wedding. So what kind of other details did you have to deal with when you were in the wedding business? Uh, when I had my own company, I was doing wedding coordination, so I would help mostly destination brides coming to the Okanagan to get married, um, help them find their venue, their DJ, their cake person, all the different vendors that they needed to make their wedding happen. Um, and then I moved into with this events company, and we focused more on flowers and decor. So it was all about, you know, do the tiebacks match the linens? Does everything, the flowers match? You know, does everything work? Do we have the right ribbon to go on that bouquet? And, and all those little details. Details, so that when the events people went out to set up, they had everything that they needed and everything was correct so they could just put it out and be done. So I coordinated all that stuff. Yeah. Lots of details. And I've been to a few weddings myself, not 72, but uh, I can imagine that'd be pretty stressful because sometimes the bride and the groom or the family are stressed out. People get a little bit cranky. Uh, did you experience a lot of that? Um, I always had the philosophy that if my bride was getting stressed out, that I wasn't doing my job properly. That being said, of course, there are some bridezillas out there. Um, I've encountered a couple, uh, not too many. Um, I like to ease people off off the edge of the ledge if they're, uh, you know, freaking out. Um, I think I have the capacity to really calm people down. Um, but that being said, my brides were always really important to me. Every Every wedding I set up, I was personally invested in. I cared about my brides. I cared about their day. I wanted to make sure that it was perfect for them. They're paying a lot of money for that. Uh, So that was really important to me. That is a lot of stress to take on. It's great when it goes smooth, but um, yeah, I I know that feeling of taking on the stress of other people when things don't go perfect and you feel like it's your responsibility. So I can see why that would be pretty stressful, especially 72 in one summer. Um, so tell us about the cakes. I know you love to bake. You've always been a baker. Tell us about the concept for your business and, uh, tell us what's unique about you and your cakes. I like to think of Cakery Arts as a heart-centered business. I bake love. Making people smile is in my mission statement. So for me, that's very important. When I'm making a cake, I think about the person that's receiving the cake. And I think about how they're going to feel when they get that cake. So again, I'm personally invested in every cake that goes out the door. I care about the people that are getting my cakes. And I want them to be happy. And I want them to feel honored because somebody took the time to order a special cake for them, whether it's something very simple and just simple and delicious or over-the-top elaborate. So, right. yeah, so that's that's where it comes from is definitely the heart for right. me. So your cakes are delicious, but they're also visually amazing, and you've got a lot of great concepts. So is it um, is it a case where you try to get to know the, the customer 
and their budget and then you come up with something creative or do you get a lot of instructions saying this is exactly what I want please produce this I'd say it's a combination of both Um, sometimes people send me pictures and say I want this cake I always tell people that I will take inspiration from a cake but I won't replicate another artist's work Uh, I like to design my own cakes so I try not to copy cakes Um, sometimes cakes become popular and people want to see them like the unicorn cake that's going around right now with the gold horn and the colorful rosettes down the front that's a viral cake it's going everywhere and yes I have made the same cake because you can't really change the design on that it is what it is Uh, people fill out a quote request form generally when they contact me and that gives me all the information I need um, how many serving sizes they need what flavors they're looking for some basic information, and then I reach out and I and I find out a little bit more. So if the cake is for, uh, if I was making a cake for your child, I would want to know what are her passions, what mm-hmm. what what makes her happy, what kind of cake is going to bring her joy, and try to figure out the elements that are going to work. What's her favorite color? Does she like things that are sparkly? Like all those little details really add into the design of the cake and make it personalized and special. Nice. Some of these designs are quite intricate. Does anything ever go wrong? Do you ever have a cake collapse or, or, or kind of crumble and fall apart? At this point, no. When I was starting out, for sure, um, I had some panicked times where I was rebaking cakes in the middle of the night because I had a cake going out the next day and something had gone wrong. Fortunately, I don't believe that I've ever delivered anything that fell apart or that crumbled. Uh, definitely my cakes don't crumble. They're nice and moist, so that very rarely happens. I'm, you know, I know what I'm doing, so everything's structurally sound. When you get a tiered cake, it has you know, um, different boards in between the layers and dowels to support. Mm-hmm. Um, when you put things on the cake, even if you put a heavy topper on, you have to support that from inside the cake so that it doesn't cave and it doesn't fall. Uh, there's definitely been lots of trial and error. I've definitely put fondant on a lot of cakes and peeled it off because I wasn't satisfied and redone it, which is wasteful because once you put it on once, you can't do it again. But it's important to get it right. To me, yeah. it's very important to get it right. If I ever, I don't ever like to send a cake out thinking, oh, I don't like that cake. I love every cake that I send out. Mm-hmm. And that, that is really important to me. Because I know if I love it, and I'm working with their vision, that they're going to love it. Right. Yeah. Have you ever had any controversial requests or any requests that you've turned down? Like something you just don't want to do that? Um, no, not really. I'll do pretty much anything. Um, I, I do a lot of adult and exotic cakes. I don't post them because I try to be family friendly, friendly in my Instagram and my Facebook. Um, so if somebody requests that kind of cake, I'll send them pictures over email so they can see the things that I've done. Uh, people quite often are, are you okay with doing this? And I'm like, absolutely. It's all fun, right? It doesn't matter what you're making for me. It's, it's all fun. So I love to create things that are out of the box and I'm pretty open to pretty pretty open to anything. Uh, can you tell us um, a story of a request that surprised you, and um, or something that you weren't sure if you could do it because it was so intricate? Well, I did a cake uh, last weekend. Actually, it was probably the most intricate cake I've ever done. Um, if people ask me if I can do things, I always I, I always say yes because I can practice and I can learn. I have that ability. All the information is out there. I'm completely self-taught. Everything's online. Um, so I can go and I can watch YouTube videos to learn different techniques to expand my knowledge base. Uh, I'm always buying new tools and new products so that I can keep adding to my repertoire of skills. Uh, so yeah, f- for me, I 
totally lost track of where I was. <laughs> uh, just like intricate. <laughs> yeah. Or... So, yeah, this one had uh, cake lace on the bottom, which I've made before. It had what? a... Uh, cake lace. It's oh, a lace. It, it's a product that you make uh, where you put the put a product into a mold and you bake it in the oven and then you peel it out and it's it's a pliable uh, applique that you can put on cake. I made some gold cake lace. I quilted it. It had a ton of sugar flowers on it. It was it was a detailed cake. It probably took me about twelve or fourteen hours to make it. So yeah, yeah. Nice. So that was probably my biggest. My biggest nervousness over. I always get nervous when I'm making a cake. Yeah. I, I think, like most people, I, I often doubt my abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I try to be confident, but sometimes when I'm making stuff, I'm not feeling so confident, especially when you look at a cake when it's not all put together and each tier is decorated and you're like, how is this going to work? And then you put it together and you're like, oh, look at that. <laughs> <Ta-da>! <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little bit of magic. So, oh, that's cool. do, you, do you operate out of your home? Or do you have a commercial kitchen somewhere? I, when I was launching my business, my uh, some old friends from Starbucks were opening a restaurant downtown yeah. called Moonin's Post. And I rent space from them and do my uh, baking there. I have a little sugar studio in my house where I do some of my sugar flowers and things like that because it's not a food safety issue. And then I bring them all together. Mm-hmm. But no, it's, a, it's actually against a lot of work out of your house. Right. And sell cakes and advertise. Luke Mankus is a realtor with Remax Kelowna. He loves what he does. We asked Luke if he had any regrets about moving here in 2011, and he always says, yeah, one regret, and that is he didn't move here sooner. When Luke came here, he didn't know anyone. He didn't know the neighborhoods or anything or anyone besides his daughter, who was six years old at the time. So he knows what it's like. Now, he's an expert and has helped well over 100 single people, couples, families, and investors with their real estate needs in the Okanagan. If you're new to our beautiful city, Luke can help you get connected with great lawyers, dentists, carpenters, landscapers, swimming pool installers, you name it. And whether you're new to Kelowna or not, Luke knows real estate. He can help you find a great property, negotiate a good deal, and hold your hand all the way through the process until the day you get your shiny new set of keys. Luke is known as a no-pressure kind of guy. He's had clients where it took even a year or more to get them into a property. He just doesn't believe in rushing things. On the other hand, when you decide it's time to act, he's diligent, and he'll work day and night until the job is done. Give Luke make us a call or a text message at any time, 778-215-4273. Again, that's 778-215-4273, 778-215-4273 to chat with Luke about real estate. So you're doing about uh, 25 plus cakes a month right now. Uh, tell us about your growth curve. So um, you started three years ago with this business and now you're up to 25 cakes a month. Was it, uh, did your business increase in a straight line or did you have some ups and downs? Mm, I would say I would slow to start. Um, you know, when you first start out, you need a portfolio, just like a photographer or a floral designer, you need a portfolio of your work. And so it took a while for me to get the pictures. Now I have so many pictures, I can't even choose what to use. Um, so the growth was really slow, probably for the first couple years, it was steadily increasing, but still not enough that I was able to, to earn a decent income from my business. 
Uh, so I had a part-time job up until a couple weeks ago. Uh, last year, I decided to have a new website built. I'm a member of the Canadian Trade Exchange uh, here in Kelowna, and I, I bartered. I bartered for my website, so I've paid for it in cake. It's amazing. <laughs> and I'm getting some SEO management along with that, and the business is coming to me because people are finding me on the web now, nice. and my reputation is building. I'm getting a lot of repeat customers, and I get a ton of referrals through networking and through past customers and people who have just tried my cake at an event, that sort of thing. And now I feel like it's just going to keep growing. So I'm at the point where I'm starting to figure out how do I get myself into a storefront where I can sell goods out of the store every day and do my custom orders and have some uh, support. I I turn away orders every week. I think this, this week leading up into the long weekend, I probably turned away 20 orders. Because I just can't, I can't do them. I'm, I have to focus on the ones I already have. People yeah. that are doing wedding cakes and things like that that booked a year ago, I can't squeeze in another cake and take time away that I've right. slotted for something else. Do you have any staff, or are you considering hiring some staff, or is this such a specialized skill that you know nobody's going to really be able to replicate what you do? I'm considering hiring somebody. I think what I would have them do mostly is the production of the actual cakes themselves that I can teach, um, leaning into teaching them some skills. Right now, my only staff is my husband. <laughs> he mm-hmm. uh, helps me with delivering heavy heavy cakes. Uh, I just did a gravity-defined cake this weekend that needed like PVC structure and things wow. like that in it, so he helped me do that part of it. Yeah. Um, you know, He's my number one champion and my biggest supporter, so yeah. uh, that and, and my son, he helps me out every now and then, but... For the most part, it's it's me. I am Cakery Arts. Well, if you want to uh, look for a storefront, I can help you. I do commercial real estate as well, and I'm part of the trade exchange. So that's great. Um, so tell us about this cake that you brought me. Well, I figured you could see all the visual good stuff, and uh, because I was pressed for time, I made you a very basic cake. It's a deep chocolate cake with salted caramel filling, frosted with Mexican vanilla buttercream, just done with a little bit of a rustic frost, best at room temperature, but uh, I figured if you were going to talk to me about my cakes, you've seen what I've done, but you need to taste what I've done. I'm going to grab a bite of this right now. He's absolutely ripping open the box. This is my top-selling flavor. I would say probably 80% of my cakes, maybe 75, go out in this particular flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, po- it's so popular. My, my husband and my son uh, call my salted caramel crack. Uh, and the one thing that makes, I think, my frostings and stuff unique is I actually bring all my vanilla in from Mexico when I travel down there. Last time I brought 16 liters of vanilla back. And it has a very distinct flavor. It's very different from anything you can buy here. And compared to what you spend on vanilla here, it's dirt cheap down there. I can buy a liter of vanilla, pure vanilla, for less than $10. Wow. Yeah. So. Well, that is absolutely delicious. Salted caramel and vanilla are my favorite flavors. So thank you so much. Did you ask Kara about my favorite flavor? Nope. Or it's just very popular? It's just very popular. Do you have uh, challenges bringing in vanilla and food products from Mexico or the United States? 
nope, I just pay, for, I have to pay for a box basically to put on the plane uh, because I'm usually down there for at least a week. It falls within my uh, spending limit. Uh, you're allowed to bring food products back like coffee, vanilla, things like that you can bring back just like you can bring back good old tequila. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so every time I go down, I bring at least 12 or 16 bottles. I'm going back down in October and I'm sure there'll be another box on the plane. Uh, it's always fascinating when I check through customs. They always look at me sideways like, why are you bringing back so much vanilla? But it, it's worked out well. Last time we got extra tequila through because they were so focused on my vanilla they didn't even look at my tequila. So we got an extra <laughs> bottle of tequila through. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And uh, how long does that box of vanilla last you? I still, uh, when did I go? About a year ago, and I still have probably eight or nine bottles. I, I do occasionally give it away to good friends and things like that. Uh, like Moon and Post, they like to have vanilla for their baking, so I throw them a bottle every now and then. Uh, I try to, to share it around. I have some friends that I've turned on to the flavor, and now they're like, hey, you got any more of that vanilla? So I'm kind of a, a little bit of a vanilla pusher, I guess. Do you eat, uh, do you take a sample of every cake you make? No, I don't. I have confidence that I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I the it's it's funny because I actually one time I did actually taste a cake. I you know when you when you level a cake, you cut the top off usually to make sure that it's flat because they are usually a little bit domed. And I tasted it, and I realized I'd actually forgot to put sugar in it. So thank goodness I had tasted that. But I'm very uh, I'm very detail oriented now in the way that I go through my recipes and build my cakes and, and make everything when I'm doing it. That I'm I'm confident that the the flavors are solid, and I don't have to test every cake. If I did, I would weigh three hundred pounds for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't eat a ton of cake anymore. Occasionally, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you, because it is like crack. I mean, I just want to keep eating that whole thing. And I think I better get around some other people and not leave me alone with it, because it's way too large for just me. Um, so I was going to ask you, do, do you and your family have cake for dessert every every night? No, we don't. There's definitely leftovers that come to the house when I do shave cake. Sometimes, you know, there's there's a little bit of cake that, that ends up in the house. Uh, you know, my, my husband and my son do like to indulge in that, but, you know, we're trying to make some healthier life choices, so mm-hmm. most of the time the extra cake either uh, goes into the freezer for making uh, samples and things like that, or it just goes in the garbage. Right. So it's not a lot. Usually when I'm shaving cakes, I'm pretty good at getting them to where I need them to be, so if I shave a cake, sometimes it's like a quarter of an inch that comes off the top, so there's not really much there. Right. So you got to have the self-control. You can't sample everything. Especially doing that many cakes per week. Do people ever come to you with any dietary issues like gluten or anything like that? Yeah, all the time. Uh, I make gluten-free cake. Definitely gluten-free chocolate cake is the most delicious. It stays nice and moist. Uh, Most of the other flavors work well in gluten-free, but chocolate definitely is the number one. Uh, I'm told that I make one of the best gluten-free chocolate cakes in town by people who eat gluten-free foods. I've also started making some vegan options and dairy-free options, egg-free options. You can only change so many things in a cake, though. If somebody wants gluten-free, dairy-free, egg-free, that's too many things to change in the cake uh, because I do try to work with my existing recipes and and make them work with the changes rather than just finding recipes and and making them. Uh, If I ever do need anything specific, I definitely hit the internet and I start looking and I do some test baking. That's when I eat cake is when I'm trying new product and that's when my family eats cake. So I usually do most of my test baking at home because I'm not selling it. So so I, I bake it and then I tell my family, eat this, tell me what you think. Um, so yeah, that's really, really important to people right now. Um, I just did a wedding this, uh, yesterday actually down at Summerland Resort and it was a gluten-free and dairy-free cake. The bride was sensitive. 
uh, to those. And so she was able to have a nice big fat piece of cake last night and not worry that it was going to make her sick. You have an Instagram account, and I've seen some of the photos, some amazing cakes there. Tell us uh, how to find you on social media. Uh, you can definitely find me online at my website, cakeryarts.com. I'm also on Facebook, Facebook slash cakeryarts, and at cakeryarts on Instagram. Uh, Facebook and Instagram are probably the best way to see my full repertoire of work. My website was built a year ago, so anything I've made in the last year hasn't actually made it there yet because I'm not super tech savvy and need to upload my own pictures. Uh, so I just refer people to my Instagram and my Facebook to see what I've done. Tell us what you love most about this job. What gets you up in the morning? Well, at this point, especially now that I am completely self-employed, I love the freedom to decide when and how I'm going to work. I have lots of flexibility at Moonen's Post. Uh, being a pub, they don't open most days until 5 o'clock. So I have the day in the kitchen. I can kind of craft my own craft my own schedule. I love that I can, you know, I'm taking off on the in a couple of weeks, going away to the island with my girlfriends and I just say I'm not taking any cakes, right? So I don't yeah. have to ask anybody for holidays or anything like that. And for me, there is a real satisfaction. I love it when I get to put the cake on the display and take pictures of it because I'm like, it's done, I'm capturing it, and I get to take a second and step back and actually really look at what I've done uh, and, you know, and pat myself on the back sometimes because I, you know, I have a lot of pride in what I do. Uh, I feel, feel like it's really important that, you, yeah. that you're, you're personally invested in, I'm personally invested in these products that are going out. Uh, so for me, it's all just about, it's all about the good feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about the good feeling for me and my clients. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, I want to put you on the spot now. I'd like you to nominate somebody, uh, someone you know in the city of Kelowna that you find to be a fascinating person and you would love to see come on this show in the future. I had a feeling you might ask me this, so I <laughs> thought about it for a little bit. And uh, I'd like to throw uh, Jen Kylo your way. Nice. Uh, I, I met Jen a few years ago and through Babes in Business. Mm -hmm. She's a very strong, independent woman. She has the Pinot and Picasso business, which she's grown and altered and changed. And I believe she's now going to school and doing a social work degree, and she's moving into some sort of art therapy. So I just love her journey, and I think she's a really cool gal, and I think that she has some, she'll have some good info for you. Well, Cindy, thank you so much for your time today, and thank you for the cake. I'm going to take it home and enjoy it with my family, and I really appreciate your time today. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate being here. This is exciting and different and fun, and uh, I look forward to using it on my own social media to promote both you and I. So Great. Yeah. Awesome.